What's up, beautiful people? I'm Nathaniel Pearl. And I'm Sammy Sheva. And welcome to Curious Chimps Podcast, a show where we explore the infinite complexities of the human experience. We do not endorse anything illegal. So please, consult the doctors, do your research, and for the love of all that is holy, be safe. All right, let's talk about drugs. Curious, curious, curious chimps. Yes. Okay. What's up, everyone? Bit. Hey. We filming? Yeah. We're right. we're we're on. We're on. There's we're no doing it. there's no structure here. It's just yeah. Very cool. <laughs> I like the uh, ornaments at hand here. Thank Does you. it look like a penis? Um, <laughs> which item? Get... <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. This looks like a penis. Everyone's agreeing. But I mean, the, yeah. We but... need to separate the balls. Well, I got rid of one salt lamp because it just really looked like a penis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like behind. Yeah. <laughs> But I yeah, think no, it's better. Yeah, like that. you know, I agree. That's probably a strong move. Have you seen mm. this? No. This is. But I am seeing it now. Yeah, live. Oh, did you get that in um, Chichen Itza? Uh, in Mexico, but not at Chichen Itza. Somewhere else. Mm. Probably not far, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've seen that before in Chichen Itza. Yeah. Go figure. Uh, it's really cool, eh? Like it actually like sounds so much. Like a jaguar, which like is uh, native to that part of the world. Oh, yeah. I, as soon as I heard it, I had to get it. Yeah, yeah I'm like super one of those cool. People. Very, very cool. Yeah. Is it just me? I feel like there's like a right way to use it and like we're not doing it right. I, I think maybe, yeah. Okay, well, they, it's <laughs> like <laughs> this close to a jaguar, but it's not a jaguar. I think you have to blow harder. I'm going to try again. <laughs> or maybe not cover the front. I don't know. Because I, 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 from what I saw them do, they did that. Oh. Just to get the wow. Yeah. Like the... Yeah, we could do it. We could do it's that. close. It's close. Just get like a playback on YouTube and then like try to mimic it. We'll get there. <laughs> yeah. Edit. Fucking who. I'm like that though. Anytime I go on vacation and I see like some like weird shit that they built, I have to get it. I'm yeah. Just one of those people. Chichen Itza is mm-hmm. super weird too. Yeah. Like they just have um, like an amphitheater where like if you stand in a certain area and you make a sound, you like clap. You, yeah, you yeah. hear something crazy. I don't remember what it is. Obviously, I was paying attention. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, because you would stand right like in a certain position in front of the pyramid and clap, and you would hear your clap go all the way to the top. Oh, right, like like a a big yeah. Yeah, it's an amphitheater, right? So it's like acoustically built for perfection. I I think I saw that on YouTube somewhere, and and the sound was like unreal. Yeah, I can't even remember it now. It's like that video where like the guy's skipping rocks on that like ice lake. Oh yeah, and it's going like. Like it sounds like a laser <laughs> yes. sound. It was like, really cool, actually. I forgot about that. But yeah. what's that? Uh, I talk about it all the time on the podcast. There's like a spot in Montreal. I think it's like oh, Square oh, Victoria. It, no, no uh, are you talking about the silo in the old port? No, that's that's another acoustic that's another spot. One. Yeah, yeah. I think it's near my house. Is it Square Vic? That the it's near Bonaventure. I'm not sure. On the Orange Line. Square We're not Vic. In your yeah, brain. Square Victoria. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> But like, <laughs> this place is famous. Like, there's so many YouTube videos of people going to sing there because there's like a, such oh. a clean echo and mm. that it's like a delay. And I got there and I was like, God, I was just clapping, Vic, I was whistling. Actually. Dude, it was it amazing. It might be Square Vic because I remember in the summer people were doing weird shit, so maybe it was there. Dude, it was fucking amazing. I was whistling and like it's like you'll like you'll clap and you'll you'll get like a tack 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 tack. Like it's crazy. Really feels weird. It's like a, a really, delay. Yeah, like it's it's the coolest effect. I was I was tripping out for like. 
like 20 minutes Whoa. i was just having fun whistling i was like recording it and showing it to my friends and stuff i was late for a dinner and i was like guys this is why i'm late and they're like we don't care come i gotta check that out in the summer yeah wow. cool. i'm gonna go back there going yeah. back to mexico talk did you see that stadium there where they had that where they would play that ball game uh, yeah with, like the little rings <laughs> the game from road to el dorado i don't know if you guys know it as that the game but it's to totally how i know it I got have you seen that enough. movie Rotel throughout no. I don't think Cla- I've seen classic it. Disney tunes. I don't even think it's Disney, but regardless, oh. we're not going to talk about it now because none of you have seen it. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm yeah, such that's a movie guy too, that's damn. crazy too. They're like throwing these balls of rock through these hoops with mm. their hips. No arms and legs were allowed touching. Right? It was the hips. I'm not an Something expert like on that. the subject. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but what was terrifying is they they had they had the engravings of how the game worked on like one of the walls. Wild. And oh yeah, it, it was yeah. showing like the lineup, like team player, 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 and it's then captain. It's like it's, yeah, it's, it's, and the captain was kneeling down with his head chopped off, and the other captain was holding his head, and that was the rules of the game apparently. The Damn. winners, the winners, the I winners think, get their head chopped. I, I might be, it might even be that the winners get their head, the winners get their head chopped off, yeah. and the losers. Uh, no, sorry, yeah, the losers win, like in some weird way. I don't know how it works. They have to kill the winners, but the winners get to like go to whatever heaven was for them i don't want to be yeah. captain of that team nope. yeah like, that's a real weird high school dynamic you know <laughs> <laughs> you can only oh, be captain I, once I, I, made, I made captain <laughs> <laughs> get your affairs in order your Jeez. team's really good <laughs> oh, oh like, terrified yeah too, too much maybe yeah chichen is a weird place man they have this other spot where it's like a a stone that like comes into a peak at the top of the pyramid. Again, not an ep- expert on the subject. That's just what I remember from the tour that I did. Mm. But like that's where they would like lie the body on it and like press it down and extract a still beating heart. Mm, yeah. Uh. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Very Indiana Jones, it's but terrifying. also very real. <laughs> I didn't see that <laughs> coming at all. Of it was history. That was so visceral. Yeah. <laughs> it just hit me like what the yeah. fuck? That was, they're a crazy society. Like, Ooh, okay. Um, really like beautiful uh, architecture and like so advanced in like mm. so many ways. And, Wild. And yet, like, well, I don't know. It's not that it's regressive in some way. It's just like the attitude towards death is so unique yeah. from civilization to civilization. <laughs> yeah. I, I think also like over time, we try to kill people less. Right? Right. They're like, they're like complaining <laughs> about it. Like, <laughs> like all over the world, we've been yeah. like massacring people, like hopefully less and less, <laughs> but like, nonetheless. Hey, you know, you killed my husband because yeah. you said the crops would grow or whatever. Yeah. yeah. You know, oh, yeah. it's like they like, didn't grow. So like maybe. The Crusades, you know, Ooh. all of that. There, there, there was a dark times all over the place once upon a time. All that the place samurai you're... stuff too. Yeah. All this, it's just so much killing. But that place <laughs> yeah. you're talking about in Mexico is they would, they sacrifice, like if you Google the number, it was like insane. I think it was like a couple million within a few days. Like it was really fucked up. Yeah. And it was to save the world from like, they believe like when the sun would go down that they had to sacrifice for sure, right? X amount of people for the sun to come back. Well, that's it. it. Like really Violence fucked. usually comes from like a lack of knowledge, right? Yes. They're doing like they're seeing volcanoes explode. Maybe not volcanoes in that part, but like, you know, a storm or something. You don't know what it is. Your parents tell you it's God and, and you have to appease God and... Mm whatever not you know or, or a specific god yeah i'm just you know obviously the more information that we have like the i think better decisions we can make that's save, maybe they were on to save something. the climate <laughs> <laughs> sacrifice people maybe yeah. they were on to something yeah, yeah. maybe they were on like, we're overpopulated yeah 
Just we gotta we gotta dust off that that triangle thing that you were talking about and start Awful. cracking people. <laughs> Did you see any other structures in Mexico, or was it just? Oh my goodness! Uh, you know what? Not on the same trip. I've been to Mexico a couple times. Nice. My uh, my dad spends a lot of time there, and uh, yeah, I had seen some ruins, Ixtapa. Uh, it was really nice. Um, I think that's probably about it, though. Okay. Honestly, um, Mexico is really beautiful, and like I don't know, Chichen Itza blew me away. It's mm. it's just like not the kind of thing I've seen before. It was crazy, and it's so close to home, right? Well, I mean, relatively, but I think we just feel that way because, like, if I go see my uncle in Victoria, it's like an eight-hour flight. <laughs> And it's like, oh, Canada is just wide as fuck. And it's like, I can get to Mexico like in less time. <laughs> true, yeah. that's true. Bush. That's true. But yeah, yeah still, it's it's uh, it was really, really cool to see. And like, it's the Yucatan Peninsula, right? That's where Chichen Itza is, if I'm not mistaken. I'm so bad at geography. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass over to you. <laughs> I'm just going to say yes. Yeah, because there's, like, there's a lot of like crazy wildlife there too. It's just like pretty badass place to go. Isn't it crazy when you like see, like, especially when you take a flight, but like when you when you go to other countries and you see like how untouched a bunch of the world is, like so yeah. much of it is fucking gorgeous. Mm. I know we're wrecking a lot of shit and it's like the numbers are staggering and you can go online and like see it. Mm. You can see like satellite pictures and just the Amazon's getting like zip, 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 like a like a printer in Ugh. reverse. Yeah, it's terrible. Anxious. I know. I don't. I don't you know, like it. There's a they <laughs> cut down a Texas size amount of trees in the Amazon per year. I didn't know that. That's like the that's most. When I heard that, I was horrifying. like, "That's fucked up." Texas size amount of the Amazon per year disappears. We're going pretty depressing in this episode, but <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even really intro you. Like, I, I feel like hey. whoever's watching is like, "Who, who the fuck? What's going on?" We always, yeah. We just jumped right in yeah, talking exactly. about the phallic objects on the table. Yeah, it <laughs> seemed uh, like a natural place to start. For we all can, the audio listeners, yeah. audio listeners, just check out our YouTube channel to see what we're talking about on the table. Yeah, for yeah. this is for the audios. <laughs> It's a whole segment. <laughs> this is a dick flute. Dick flute. So yeah. It summons the dick. So introduction. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> intro. Yeah. Do you want to intro yourself? Like we don't have to talk you up. What, like. Whatever you want. Uh, I'm Audrey Pocket. I'm a human being. Oh, um, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I had suspicions. <laughs> One of those. <laughs> now you know. <laughs> cool. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, uh, I like to paint. I'm a painter. Uh, my, like, stage name is Alpha Mars because a lot of you guys look me up with that name. So, yeah. Alpha Mars. And, uh, yeah, I am um, part of, like, an all-girls collaborative art Collective, I guess collaborative becomes redundant if I word it like that. But regardless, uh, yeah, and it's really cool. It's called Wolf Lab. Um, we help women practice art uh, more frequently and develop a financial infrastructure for them to do so. Whoa. I help them sort of develop that, hopefully, you know, with some coaching support and uh, just days where we make art together. <laughs> so it's pretty rad. Uh, it's like what I'm passionate about right now. That sounds fucking amazing. That's really cool. Yeah. I've, I've Thanks so been... much for having me. This is pretty cool. This yeah. is a very cool passion project also. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. So appreciate it. I it's understand. an honor to have you. <laughs> Thank you. Kindred in a little sense, I guess. Yeah, for I, sure. I don't feel like this takes that much practice or effort, though. Like, I feel like I, I, I think I said it to you already, but like I when we started hanging out like a million years ago, <laughs> I walked into your place and like you had a painting and like it was already pretty good like you were you were painting it's like 10 oh. years ago like 12 <laughs> they were years bad. ago well yeah i'm 
I, I want to get into that after. Yeah, that's always a thing with painters. But yeah, like with right. artists in general, artists in general, you yeah. paint something, you're done, you're like yes, and then like ten seconds later, you're like next thing. This sucks. Yeah. I hate my life. Fucking, I need to <laughs> <laughs> don't don't want to look at it ever again. Like yeah. you feel that way? Is that uh, a thing? You know, maybe a little bit, but I kind of like a lot of my art. It's fucking beautiful. I mean, yeah, I just well, I made it. I mean, if I <laughs> if I made it, it's because I wanted to make those things, and I think that the. I mean, like, I'm not, like, a, a realist or anything like that. A lot of what I do is um, abstract realism or mm. pop art. And so it's, like, a lot easier to, like, make something maybe relatively ugly and be like, oh, that's nice. It's hard. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Does that make you feel, like, less strict, like, while you're creating it? Because you just it, it don't gives, even know how it's going to come out? You like, know what? I get, I, actually, that's a really good point because it gives me a lot of liberty to sort of, like, accept, like, sometimes you think you're going to make something and it doesn't look that way and you have to like force yourself mm. to accept the beauty in it and roll with it and, sure, sure. you know, take it in whatever direction it's going. And that's kind of a parallel to my life and how I try to, you know, I, I don't really try to get super anxious about things, although I used to. I practiced a lot of mindfulness techniques nice. and stuff. And uh, now I just kind of roll with it. And I don't force myself to make up my mind about anything. No. And I just, you know, people are like, what are you going to do about that? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> How do you feel about it? I'm not sure. <laughs> Let's see. You're just doing this all the time in your head. Let's see. Yeah, Let's just, see what happens. You know what? I, yeah. I always say, uh, like, the, the champion of my life. And, like, I always put things in time's hand. I'm like, oh, time will decide. Like, oh, you know, like, what are you, what are we going to do Saturday? Well, maybe not so much. I'm a little OCD about my planning, but <laughs> it's like, fair, yeah. yeah, but like, you know, in a general sense, like, oh, uh, you know, are you going to call him again? I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'll know when I know, yeah. you know, <laughs> when I'm like, I'll call him, then I'll call him, yeah. you know? It takes, a lot of, it takes a lot of weight off your shoulders. Yeah. You know? Well, like, you know, because time is going to kick your ass in the meantime anyway. Why bother mm. being anxious about what you're going to do yeah. before the moment arrives? I guess it's like like you're micromanaging your life in a successful way. And Hopefully. then why why worry about the macro? Like why try to really juggle it like in like in the sense of the future? Like yeah. you, did what you, you did your due diligence and now... Fate. I, I imagine a lot of people operate their lives not really thinking about like, ooh, what am I going to do? But I, I realize that I'm, I'm speaking from a place of having um, suffered from pretty severe anxiety mm. and just gotten over it. Wow. So these were my techniques. And painting was a big part of that. Like, yeah, it's, it's a meditative exercise, first of all. Yeah, you, and you, you know, yeah. You, you, I could paint for six hours and not think about anything else. And then you're like, oh, my God, I'm so hungry and thirsty and tired. Like, you just, you just <laughs> pop back into reality. Yeah, I've, I've had like full days of painting where I just like take pictures of my table after and it's like hummus and Red Bull, hummus and Red Bull. <laughs> but awesome. uh, yeah, no, it's great. So um, yeah, I try to apply that practice to my daily life and it, it's been really successful for me. And uh, hopefully, I don't know if someone hears this and it's successful for them, it'd be yeah. really cool. I Absolutely. realize it's like a fingerprint. Like there's a lot of, like a lot of people might be kindred and 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 understand each other when they're going through things like a depression or anxiety but mm -hmm. the cure or whatever for the individual is really specific totally it's totally. annoying <laughs> it's like this works for me yeah. good luck <laughs> it comes down to what what you're interested in doing like yeah. if art is your thing like that can be your meditation when you're feeling anxious that's, that's a good point you know a lot for of people sure. go to head on and like i need to fix i am depressed and like you're kind of owning it and defining yourself it's with painful, it painful yeah. right yeah. Like, you want to get out of that state. I can, hmm. 
Ah, but it, it is so like, and the worst part is, is like once you've figured out what works for you, you want to impose it on everyone else. You're it's like, oh, jerk, well, yeah. I did this and I did that and you should do this. And then when you're hearing it, you're like, I've done this. It doesn't work yeah. for me. Yeah, <laughs> How yeah. frustrating. It's true. Yeah. You have to just kind of feel around. Yeah. You got to try things. It's for like a month. Month. trying. <laughs> and sometimes like the depressive state puts you in this little like shield mm -hmm. and then just trying things is the hardest task but yeah. when you start opening up and doing that that's where the, the, the healing comes from yeah i think trying yeah. things and like being nice to yourself like like you that's know if hard. yeah <laughs> like if you didn't go and do something cool just be like all right well you know you're still badass <laughs> or like yeah. you know well you successfully reorganized your socks you know little like, victories you know yeah i just yeah. like i i that, that's another thing i think mo like a lot of people out there are walking around with such negative interior monologues Ooh, people are so mean to themselves we spoke about it in uh, one of our podcasts i was saying like if imagine you had a teacher that would just sh shut you down on everything oh you did, God. you wouldn't go to that teacher anymore. Mm. But then when it comes to ourself, that's how we talk to ourselves constantly. You know, it's mm. just yeah. like anything you do, like, oh, that was shit. You suck. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, but yeah. like if you reprogram those thought patterns, yeah. it's so comforting and rewarding. Well, in Wolf Lab, I'm like making art with 11 other women. And a oh. lot of times that involves like, you know, photographs of us or, or speaking up, you know, presenting something out loud. So a lot of, in any art making, there's like all these insecurities that surface and you get to see, and sometimes unfortunately even hear how many like people just say this awful things about themselves and uh, it's painful. It's painful mm. to hear your friends like. Uh, I didn't think of that. Like mm. a lot of people are mid process. I think everyone is. Well, I mean, oh, like you're you're yeah. literally making art like in a group, you know. So yeah, it's, like, it's, so it's such cool. a vulnerable moment, though. Like someone could be like, "Oh, this line is crooked. I'm I'm a piece of shit," you know, or like, "I'm so stupid." Mm. Like, so many times that just slips out of my mouth. Like, "Oh, I'm such an idiot." Like, yeah, no, I'm not. You know, <laughs> like, calm the fuck down, man. And even if you don't truly mean it, it still acts as a mantra in your life. You yeah. Know? yeah, you know, yeah. that's what I started noticing. Is like. If you focus on negative things, even if it's just reading articles online and about negative sure. news constantly, that is becoming a mantra in your mind. That's rep repetition over time and it's negativity. And then that will manifest in something else, you know? Yeah, for sure. Mm. And like the company that you keep, you know, I think is really important as well. I think that, you know, if you, not, not to say that you should alienate like people that are negative in your life, but try to be around people that make you feel positive yes. about yourself is really important. Uh, I think a lot of us also are like sort of seeking this like toxic validation from people that we can't get it from. Like that's, that's the worst part is you seek validation from the people who won't give it to you. That's why you want the validation. And it's such a painful wow. thing we I do. I see that in some of my friends. Yeah. It's such a painful thing we do to ourselves wow. as human beings. Really, you, you need to like seek validation from yourself, mm. you know? You'll, you'll never be able to hold it long enough, even if you do get it from those people because yeah, you just, yeah. you don't have that like receptacle like you don't and, have the ability it's, to it's your human nature to like go after what you won't get like mm. ooh, that's uh, not a you know it's, it's like you're trying to fill a void that's not fillable and that's such a temporary relief because when you do get it and then when it's gone it's like you feel good for that moment and then you feel back into the slump again till the next time you know yeah and, you gotta love yourself right that's what it comes down to mm -hmm. if you can't love yourself how in the hell are you gonna love somebody else <laughs> it's, it's any so, other it's RuPaul so true, though. Mama Ru? No. <laughs> That's where I get all my self-love tips from. <laughs> I love it. Hey, if it works. <laughs> it does. It does, for real. Yeah. No, uh, for sure. I, I think that practicing mindfulness and just doing shit you love, putting that... You know what? I think that you guys can probably really relate in having a podcast that, like, it forces you to sort of put this first 
and maybe, um, you know, not spend time or do things that are, you know, below your values just because you're lonely, because you have this, you mm. have this to be passionate about. Oh, like, uh, I could go out with so-and-so or I could do this or I could stay home and work on the podcast. I could edit. I could, you know, think of topics. I could think of guests, et cetera. I'm noticing more and more that that, start, that voice is starting to grow inside. Mm-hmm. I think because it's still young what we're building, but now I, I have this like third-person point of view. I'm like, oh, is this going to benefit me for the podcast? Is th- Am I reading this book? Is this going to helping me in my podcast or what I'm doing is this gonna and it all resorts back to this artwork yeah you're putting deposits in the bank of you Mm. really I think it's pretty rad and like you know I've like noticed this podcast it's it's got good traction yeah I mean I just show up I can't really take credit (laughs) it's all this guy it's not us I love it it's everyone all the listeners it's all of it together yeah. yeah, but you put in fucking like hours, man. I fucking appreciate it. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> I literally just like I'll think of somebody to have on. I'll throw in my opinion, but like you put the place together. <laughs> I got some equipment lying around. Like I did that too, I guess you know. But I, it's a joint effort, man. But you're putting in some sweat. <laughs> I know? realized this is an idea Rogan spoke about, but I I saw it because I did ayahuasca over the weekend. I don't cool. know if you yeah yeah I know yeah. what it is. So I, I had these intense experiences where I was revelations where I was coming to realize what ideas are and he talks about this on the podcast a lot about ideas could be some sort of life force and they just kind of channel through people and come into existence mm, but ideas in their wow. self yeah that's good but this is like where we're possessed by and we're birthing or well, we, really we, are we birthing just kind of ideas. aligned ourselves yeah. with that realm and that idea your life experience led to that moment where that idea just flowed through you Fantastic. so yeah so it was like ideas start off as babies you need to feed it life and it's your life usually exchanging and then as the idea grows and grows and grows eventually it's not even yours anymore it's like the idea lives on its own definitely <laughs> you know that is so cool i often like make paintings and uh of like people or characters they're, they're usually characters and i'll talk to them well they become like you know as i'm painting like I, I did an old couple kissing once and i I, I painted the girl first and she was really beautiful and I just couldn't get the face of the guy right. And I started talking to her. I was like, don't worry. I'm going to give you a hot boyfriend. I'm not going to leave. And like, I would be like, do you, do, do you think I should, you know, join that group? Do you think I should do it? I would oh. ask her things. And, and she did have like her own life force. I manifested something. It came through you. From. Yes. Because wh- where is that coming from? <laughs> where is that coming from? You know, where is that image of that woman translated into you yeah. onto paper? How did that exist? Yeah, she's not real. She's just, <laughs> well, she's real now. <laughs> that's it. It's like a, the painting wasn't real until you made it. Yeah, so yeah, it's hard to say what's real. It's like the, the you guys are talking about this crazy concept. And I don't want to jump in because I'm just going to like break it up into so many possibilities. <laughs> jump in, baby. But no I just problem. love it. There's like, there's a tangible, real way where thought and like the real world just like are dependent on each other. You yeah. know, like a table is not a table. You know, Aubrey Marcus says that shit all the time. Yes. Like this is be this is like pieces of wood smashed together to be a table temporarily. But this was thought of from that from those that ether that realm. This ex- this thing right here was an idea. It first. had to come first. It had and now, to. Now whoever invented this idea it doesn't matter anymore. We're all using this. T- this table serves its own purpose. Yeah. You know? And Actually, what's even oh, st- oh no go ahead. Um, please. <laughs> <laughs> so what's even stranger to me is like I can understand a table being built because of necessity, right? Like invention comes from problems. We have problems, we make solutions. But like art, hmm, 
Where's the necessity? I think like I've heard this before. Amber said this, uh, that uh, humans are the only animals that make art. Mm. And that's kind of like, I mean, I've seen some birds do some freaky shit with like rocks and leaves and stuff, but it's, there's a, there's a weird line. There's there's a line for sure. And I just, I don't know. Like, I think art is so powerful and expression of emotion you know yes. that's that's not like you know it's definitely not necessary in the world but in a way it really is just not in like a fundamental food water air kind of way yeah it's a little more abstract but maybe it's like a really needed human thing <laughs> yeah like what 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 a keen little peek into what a soul might be what a soul might need you know the body needs shelter what yeah. the soul needs is art i yeah. find art music art and everything is a, is a closer translation of what the spirit is trying to say than through words yeah you know when you see like the perfect picture or artwork or whatever or song you hear it it does something to you that's not at like a intellectual level there's a change in deep inside uh-huh. and it's inspiration it's motivation but there's this feeling it's like that is a masterpiece and it's you know? less of a it's almost like closer to the soul or something like you I don't know if I say words like sad or happy or something, then it, mm-hmm. you have a context within the language. So it's yeah. almost like you have a wall, like you're at this glass that you're looking through and going, oh, yeah, I understand that. But if I play you a song and you actually feel sad, yes, I can't do that to you with words. Or maybe I can, but without saying the word yeah. sad. And what's so satisfying about it is like as human beings, we want to know that we're not sad alone. So when we hear a song that's like, oh shit, that's how I feel, you know, we have like this sense of unity with Mm. people all over the world, you know, we've all heard my heart will go on, I will always love you. People all over the world react with so much intense emotion over those songs, over Jackson Pollock paintings, over all kinds of things. It's universal. Isn't that strange? Like without language, Mm. this like thing that flows through all of us it's like a poor man's telepathy you know like Terrence McKenna said something similar it's like I love it too it's because I I had the same like revelation and then he said it and I'm like this guy's so much smarter than me so like I felt (laughs) I was like oh my god I really got something but like he said he pretty much said like I can say a word I can just make noise like mouth noises and you'll know what I'm thinking like more or less you know we argue that you never really know what somebody's thinking but like we grew up oh, yeah. with these words. We know how to use them. Yes. And sad means sad because you've felt it and then we labeled it. We didn't invent sad no, because was... of the word. You know, it's, it's the other way around, the chicken and the egg kind of thing. Like it's, it's, we have telepathy. We fucking have it. We just, it's just not what we, it's, just, it's not like X-Men, like, boo, 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 you know, like no. I, can, I can literally like pop and then you know what's going on in my head. In my heart and it's fucking intense. I mean you you can the language is so precise that you can give me verbal directions and we can meet in the same place in the world anywhere that's a really that's such a cool way of putting it. I never yeah. put it that way before yeah. I, we can we meet can at a time with time differences because of time zones yeah, yeah, yeah. and and we can just by saying blah 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 we can both be in the same place at the same time yeah, that's yeah. how we know language is precise and that we can you know like obviously there's a thousand ways to know but it's like fascinating to me that yeah for sure you we do have like we communicate yeah maybe maybe language was like a i mean it sounds obvious now that i say it but like we're talking about art and how it communicates and how and why it might be necessary and it's like that was the birth of language like we we needed ways to say like maybe it's a little more direct back in the day you know like (laughs) Like you need a sound for like water or like a tiger is behind you yeah. <laughs> or something. <laughs> but but like, you know, now it's transformed into like, 
you know, like, a, like almost, using yeah. double entendres and, and, uh, and malappropriations and all these little tools and, and even like percussive poems and stuff mm-hmm. where something just kind of sounds cool, but yeah. the words might have less meaning or mm. still retain a meaning and like lyrics and a song. Art is the language of emotion. That's it. Yeah. Sure. Yo. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's why you. I gotta hold on to I, something. I think. <laughs> I think uh, Coldplay for me, they've translated that emotion so well in their music. Yeah, they're like, great. I don't know. You put on a Coldplay song, I'm already almost in tears. It's just, yeah, they're, it just, they're just happens. Like it's pop, but it's powerful. Like it's good. It's got a. It gets you going. I don't know. Like I, I found a song. I watched this show recently on like Prime or something called Hannah. It's like based on a movie. Hmm. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But there's a song. It's a lot of repeating songs. Usually a show has like, you know, they play a song for like a cool action scene and then they forget about it. Sure. But there was these like motifs, like there's this, this sonic fucking, you know, like coloring with these songs. And one of them that they kept using every time this person, like this person's mother that passed away was like brought up in the show. The song would come on. I don't, I forgot the artist's name, but the song's called like Anti Lullaby. And it's very short and the words are just kind of like, like, like do not sleep. And anyway. My point creepy. is, <laughs> no, no, it's so creepy. I, every time I hear this song, I literally think of death. Like I can't, Whoa. the song is death. I don't know how to explain it. It's really intense. I think I even, I don't know if I sent it to you or not. No. I think I stopped myself because you were at the ceremony. <laughs> okay. And I was like, he's good. He's like in, he's, he's drinking yeah. death right now. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to oh, yeah. let was, it be. I was in death for sure. But it's so like, look it up. It's just amazing. It's fucking beautiful. It's, it's. Like it hurts. The song hurts, mm. and it's like a minute and twenty seconds, and it's just you feel like something is is has died. Wow. I don't know how to put it, but it's just a fucking song. <laughs> it, there, there's like I was talking about this with someone the other day, but like, have you ever heard like just a certain um, like note progression where you're like, oh, that's scary. Yeah. <laughs> and so like, there's like so many songs. There's this one particular song that I have like on my shuffle. It's a Vince Staples song. And it starts, and it's kind of got this eerie, like semitone. Ding, dun, dun. And I'm like, like, every time I'm like painting, and it's just on shuffle, and I'm like, oh, I gotta change the song. Like I'm home alone, I'm spooked. Alexa, <laughs> stop. It's, yeah, it's like, <laughs> definitely, definitely. There's uh, that's yeah. funny too. How in music, there's just like certain notes. Oh, it like, sets the mood right away. Yeah, like mm-hmm. why are like, minor tones? Why minor are minor? Automatic so, sadness. So sad. Why so sad? <laughs> That is something I'd love to explore, like the why, really the why, because it is ubiquitous. It is really a thing that's maybe a little different because of conditioning, but like humans feel the pentatonic scale. They know what comes next. Like Bobby, what's his name? Bobby McFerrin. Was that a TED talk? Where I he, think so. Yeah, he had the whole crowd like he yeah, was like he, bum, bum, and He then played the them like a piano. Yeah, and the, he had sections doing different sounds, and Beautiful. then he was just literally just playing them at one point. It was and, incredible. And then he went to like a he like he's jumping to kind of show you the notes that he that he set up. But then he jumps where a place that he didn't set up yet. And, and you got and the it. Whole, everyone sang the next note, <laughs> and he goes, "They just know the pentatonic scale. No one knows why." That's so. That'd strange. be a cool concert. It's, Oh, dude, he's the best. He has a few to, like, a videos. I would definitely watch that, yeah. I would be a fucking and part of that. Human orchestra. And yeah, you know what's yeah. crazy? <laughs> and you, you know what's crazy? This is the this is the don't worry, be happy guy. What? That, oh, you that, know that song? Yeah, yeah, of course. That, that yeah, 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 he's wonderful. Yeah, that fucking guy. That's, don't worry. He's like a musical genius. That's yeah. brilliant. That's, that's brilliant. Cool. Yeah. It, what, I just want to touch on what you were saying before about how like we hear uh, the minor key and we think sad. You know, I, I was yeah. actually talking one of my uh, friends who's a painter. We wanted to do a project a while ago. I don't think we ended up. I don't know if he got around to it, but uh, we were talking about how 
uh, colors also have that same connotation. If you see like reds and yellows and brights, very happy, and you see blues (laughs) and, well, purple can be kind of sad. And like, you know, I think colder colors and like Mm. dimmer colors sort of carry like a sexier, more Mm. melancholic feel. So we were thinking about like maybe painting a song. Oh, yeah. You know, like if you, you know, trying to figure out, you know, keep or key, what color is, you know, what note and everything like that and sort of painting something along with the melody. Man, that, been, there'd be so much like uh, there's a lot trial to and error. Yeah, yeah there's like, cool, it, if like every that. note has like a color or a tone associated to it. I feel like the way you spoke about like the progression, you know, which is important in music, like one note alone is not going to give you a specific feeling. But the but the second note will give you an idea. Definitely. And then the third note will give you like a conclusion. You're like, oh, this is scary. Well, yeah, there's scales, right? There's yeah. like the Gregorian scale, the Dorian scale. They're all, they all sound different. So. Yeah. Yeah. And, and maybe I think painting, like you would, like three notes or more maybe would be a color. Maybe like, you know, like you're like obviously onto something. Yeah, a chord. Yeah. Well, I would like to see this a progression. Project. That would be really cool. Yeah, I think it would be a, a would really neat yeah. exercise. You know, it'd be cool too. because, But it'd probably be really hard. <laughs> but I think it's a skill. I think you could develop it and even kind of get quick with it. And it becomes a kind of like learned synesthesia. Do it. I'm wondering Me? if it would. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll try. I love this stuff. Like I, Yeah, you should. I used to play. You're really good at music. You should do it. I never really got like amazing. I never really sat down, you know. But like when I was young and I was playing on the piano. I just fucked around and it always came out as like movie music. Oh, it was cool. always like these long, like mm. drawn out things and it would, it would swell and it would calm down. And like I spoke about it with, well, Lily's sad. Sure, let her I, in. You can if you want. Yeah, yeah sure. I, uh, I spoke about it with, uh, with Zach actually. Fucking Boucher. Yeah, he's the best. I miss him. I haven't seen him in a while. I almost saw him recently, but I had to go to work. Anyway, Zach, if you're listening, I love you. We love you, Zach. Hey. Lily, come on. There you go. Oh. <laughs> saw that coming. Little jostle. Yeah. Lily, get a microphone. Um, what was I saying? Yeah. So we, I think it was like a Final Fantasy game or something so random. But he was, he was describing this ending song to, I don't know, Cynthia or some someone was. I don't remember who the third person was, uh, <laughs> and, and she, she just didn't get it. You know, like I don't, I don't, I, like the tying colors to yeah. the song. Like I don't really get that, but I guess I could learn it. But the feeling in the song is so instant for me. And he was saying like, oh yeah, it's like, it's sad, but like, it's conclusive. It's like, it's happy, but we lost something along the way, you know? And it's such a, it's such a complex feeling, but I was like, yeah, man. Like wow. I was yeah. jiving with him. Yeah. And I just, I can, I can create feelings with music and I, I don't, I don't fully understand it. It's I, just cool. <laughs> I think like that's especially true. Like, when classical music was more prominent, you know, whole stories, like really plot-driven stories were written, you know, based purely on, you know, symphonic sounds. It's recently, sorry. Yeah, you were just meant to like sit there and imagine what was happening, right? Which we don't really, I mean, we still do. It's just not, you know, in the foreground of our media. Mm. But uh it is something that, you know, we, we used to tell whole stories with oh, just yeah. music. You just made me sad a bit. Like that compared to like binge watching The Office or something. It's like. Times <laughs> are good. I was, just the <laughs> I was just watching The Office. Not, I shot fired, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, but more recently than before, I've been listening to a lot of classical these days. Yeah. And it just takes you on this ride like you were talking about. And it's just, really awesome. And it can take you from like feeling you're on the cloud to you're in the depths of hell. And then it pulls you back into this comfort level. It's just gorgeous. Really, you know? really. Yeah. I mean. 
I, I listen to like a lot of um, like mostly piano while I, I paint and stuff. And mm. oh nice. man, it's it's just uh, I think it, it allows more room for me to like think while I'm painting too. Because like yeah. I've I've painted to Kendrick and it's just not the same. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I drive with a lot of classical. I mean, I used to anyway, and I just feel like it's something, especially if you're painting. Like you need to focus, but there maybe something is not allowing you to focus, and it, this is giving your mind something to chew on a yeah. little bit. Like that part of your that yeah. monkey brain. Yeah, has the a little something brain. to fucking play with now. And there's all and these emotional really swells, you know. Yeah, oh, that's does, nice. does that like affect your mm-hmm. your art directly? Yeah, definitely, okay. definitely. I would relate like, you know, if you're in an emotional swell of a song, like you could be thinking more in depth about like the message that you're painting, and mm-hmm. like, or suddenly the color becomes more vibrant. Yeah, you're you know, accentuating yeah. certain things. Yeah, more willing, more willing in certain we, facets. We've talked about this a bunch. I only went to ceremony once, but like I. I learned something really important yeah. and, and it's like, I was, I was like dead tired. I was like really like run through the fucking, the washing machine, you know? And they were playing music and, and it was like, the lyrics are literally like repeating, I am grateful and everyone is singing. And like, I suddenly had so much energy and I just like sat up straight and I had this realization that, I mean, I, I couldn't have realized it without the music, but I realized that I had way more energy than I thought. Yeah. And it's like, Maybe not the music gives you energy, but the music gives you permission to explore another another feeling that is still accessible, but you're just telling yourself it yeah. isn't. And after painting for six hours, you might fucking need something like that, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, well, it's almost yeah. like, you know, going to the gym and, like, throwing on some... I don't know, what do people listen to at the Thrice. gym? <laughs> Thrice would be good to Sometimes work out. Sometimes a song just gives you that boost yeah. out of nowhere, and it's like, yeah. holy shit, yeah. I had this whole storage that I wasn't even aware of. And like that song, you're grateful you're talking about. It saved me this whole weekend, you know. Oh, dude, it's so powerful. There's moments where I'm just like, yeah. I have not even an inch left to to live, and then this song plays it. I'm just like, just singing with everyone all of a sudden, you know. That everyone in the room is singing too. A is... crazy experience. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it's, it's something. Yeah, definitely is something. That's the perfect way to put it. <laughs> Are you curious? Are you? <laughs> um, honestly, like I've done psychedelics before and I had one particularly hard experience. Hmm. Um, I like how you said hard instead of bad. It was, like it was hard. Yeah, it was hard. Yeah. It's good to use the right language though, because <laughs> some people will get turned off when they hear bad trip. Yeah. I, it was just, I was in like, I don't know. I, I had never felt anxiety before. And that was the first time that I felt really deep anxiety and I was by myself um, mm. through circumstance. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had I wasn't alone originally, but uh, the person I was with got sick during so, the experience. Yeah, okay. they 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 were ill to their stomach, and okay. so we all split up. I was with a bunch of girls. Everything was fine. <laughs> Everything was great. And then I ended up home alone. Oh, oh my god! And I just started looking at myself in the mirror, and then I you know, I undressed and looked at myself in the mirror and I just stood there and I was like dating someone really attentive at the time and and I was really comfortable around him. But when he called me to see if I was okay, I couldn't express to him that I wasn't and I needed him to come home. All I could say was, no, I'm fine. Please stay out. No, I want to be alone. I don't know why. But I just like proceeded to just feel the worst I had ever felt. This like no reason anxiety, feeling like I was like falling Oh, um, yeah. oh yeah yeah the and only thing that saved me was my cat <laughs> oh man that's, that's quite a savior though yeah yeah she cats are so pokemon of my life she just like <laughs> ran towards me her fur her fur fluffing in the wind you just touched on so many things i'm not going to remember like I, I i i don't know there's a lot of 
There's a lot in there. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot in there. First of all, cats are fucking wise. I don't get it, man. Like I was oh, bummed out. At the ceremony, those cats were just like watching you at some points. Wow. And for some reason, they stuck with me most of the trip, like the of the, the whole weekend. You're and like one of them at this point, man. They're, they're like, hey, it's that big cat. Maybe that's it, because they never paid attention to me before. But then I'm like sleeping, and he's like in between my lap sleeping. And then the next morning, I'm on the couch just relaxing. There, sli- the nether one's on me. It's like the whole weekend was cat-themed for me. I'm like, shit, okay, maybe I need a cat. I mean, this is a sign. You got all the chill, dude. You, you fucking earned it, you know? I think they're like guardians, you know? Yeah. There's something up with them. situations. Yeah. I, I was feeling like shit today. You, know, you guys know what's going on. And then I went to, I'm at Johnny's, and he has this cat that's like usually... A fucking asshole. I don't. I don't know how else to put it. Like this cat's like, you know, like you you start petting her, she wants attention, and then she like, <laughs> like just. And I'm like, what did I do? Yeah. You started this. <laughs> and um, yeah, she she just like I don't know. I was just on the couch and I was like feeling darkest shade of blue, and like she just sat next to me and and start blue. Yeah, hey. <laughs> just saying. But, that, but that's it. She but sat next to me, started purring, and just like I just started petting her, and they they act on a different set of. They're not on language; they're on emotion and feeling, you know. For and sure. they they got she got your vibe and just comforted you. But speaking, okay, one of the things that you touched on, because I like I said, you touched on a bunch of stuff that I want to talk about, and I don't know which one to start first. But like, you know, people have like a broken English, and they still try to speak to each other. They kind of default to like a more emotional language, and like cats are picking up. You know, that's it's all they can do. They even they even just meow for us. Apparently, that's like a random fact. That's but cute. Like, yeah, I know. It's like they, oh, they don't meow to each other. It's like they want, they're trying to talk to you. That's but true. But like you were, you were saying you just had this like reflex to, to speak a certain way and to kind of like not. Yeah. Like when you needed it most, you couldn't like be straight with the person. And I totally fucking understand that, that place. And I'm just, I mean, I don't know if you have the answer. I'm just asking like the room, what the fuck's up with that? Why when we need it the most, we go like, oh, it's fine. And like, if they were in the room with you, they'd see that you're fake. Like, I think it's easier on the phone, but you're just like, no, it's cool. It's think, cool, man. I think those are walls, ego walls, ego traps yeah. where you don't want to show too much vulnerability. Yeah, totally. It, yeah. I, I was afraid of judgment. That, I, mm. I wasn't in control of myself and therefore, oh, this is, this is a heavy thing I'm saying. This is something I've lived my entire life. When I'm not in control of myself, no one can be near me. Mm and why is that because i'm a control freak (laughs) (laughs) so Um, it's like a big bruise on the ego like you're not in control so you're just kind of lashing out i i think less now you know like i said i I, i'm working on myself every day but um yeah i think that like if i'm not in control i might make a mistake and if I make mm. a mistake, I might be judged. I might be ridiculed. I might be seen a different way. I might hurt somebody. That's my. That's, that's, that's yours. A little, eh? That's a little baggage for Sammy. Mm. I don't know. I'm the, not sure that's in my bag. My it, bag is mostly like everyone hates me. Okay. <laughs> is, the, is the judgment really external though? Because I have a. I've been having these ideas through all my psychedelic experience that judgment is purely you're using other people as a mirror of your judgment towards yourself. Oh, for sure. For sure. Because a big thing this weekend for me was uh, I, I wrote a song and started playing guitar like six months ago. And like the big thing I was telling Sammy is I want to perform this song during ceremony. Mm-hmm. So a lot of this was like building up was just these judgments. Oh, they're going to think it's shit, all this. But it was really just my projections back on me mm-hmm. through them, you know. So I was always wondering if that like that's what's holding us back when there's usually that fear of of 
people what they're going to think of you. Yeah, yeah. I think that that was like, um, again, another Mama Rue thing, the saboteur. Like we all have like this critic and this like, I call it the jailer, the person that keeps you in jail. I mean, it's kind of, um, it's something we're talking a lot about in our art group. It's, you know, I think we all have this voice inside us that really means well. That's like, oh my God, you're going to get hurt. Don't show them your vulnerability. Don't show him you're sick. Don't show, you know, this, that, and the next thing. Um, and you know, as much as it's trying to help, it's a cage. Yeah. Yeah. We live in a society and where we're more than welcome to release who we are in a society where I think vulnerability is power. But like, you know, since we're born, all we want is to be accepted. So where is that voice formed though? That's what I'm trying to find is that voice where it's kind of the prisoner, the the prison voice where it's holding you back from expressing and holding you back from being vulnerable. Where did that start? I don't know. I, I, for me, like, I think there's like different areas of your life where those things are developed. I think that there's like a lot of people, like when you're born, you're super vulnerable. You're the most vulnerable you'll ever be physically. Your head is soft. You're a baby, you know? And as you grow older, uh, you're still very dependent on your parents. I don't want to be all Freudian about it, but like, it's our job as children, like really in a physical sense to please our parents. Cause if our parents don't love us, you know, in like that deep, um, way that like, we're afraid that we'll be abandoned and that no one will take care of us. I mean, yes, we have adoption agencies. Now we live in a society where we're equipped for this, but it's it's the fear. It's It's the fear. It's the human fear of, well, this person cares for me. So right off the bat, you know, when your parent is like, no, don't do that, you're bad. Like, for example, you know, if you were caught reading a Playboy, you might, ca- <laughs> you know, but you might carry shame yeah, about how it, your parents made you feel. And, and like masturbation life. is dirty and this and that, which isn't necessarily true, but you start to judgment. Oh, oh you know, the and then your girlfriend finds a Playboy in your apartment. You're like, oh my God. And she's like, it's no big deal. And you're like, oh, mm. I'm like, I don't want to share this with you. I don't want to share my fantasies, my fetishes. Again, this is one example that could start really early on in childhood. Yeah. You know, other people, you know, someone who doesn't, isn't attractive and it's hard for them in school. Everyone rejects That's them. You baggage. know, it, everyone's got baggage. And it all, I think it, nicely peppered all throughout our lives and <laughs> a lot about a lot about growth is we, we seek external and like new tips to for personal growth but a lot of growth is really at, at its core is undoing a lot of programmings that are just embedded from from those moments that maybe when you were like six or seven years old something happened and they said no and then your whole life that pattern that you modified you've operated on that pattern your whole life yeah, yeah. so and there's like a there's like a like a it's like a lock and key situation like it's sometimes you have to like journal it out sometimes you have to like almost die and have like your perspective change sometimes you need to talk to a therapist for like a few months and like go oh shit is that what i'm thinking i was in therapy for two years before i started to feel better wow i can't wait to start i have like (laughs) benefits at work and i'm like i'm realizing it's necessary and i i mean it's on a personal level i'm very much like like i on on a Let's say on like a um, intellectual level, I understand the pointlessness of visiting other people's intentions because I have no idea what the fuck is going on in somebody else's head. I barely know what's going. On. I barely have fucking, you know, real estate in my own fucking brain. So, so yeah. to like, you know, to simulate what someone else might be thinking is fucking pointless. But I do it all the time, you know, like in the heart, like in the body. I can't help it. I realize mm-hmm. it all the time. I have these like, 
irrational fears. They might not be like phobias per se, but it's like I put so much on other people and it's like they wouldn't do that. They wouldn't say that. They didn't mean that when they said that thing. Like I had this long conversation mm. with my brother just yesterday and it's like, you know, he, he gets aggravated at me because I'm like raising my voice. I'm getting loud, but I'm trying to tell him something and he's being quiet, but he's like, like physically threatening me, you know, but like he doesn't mean it. He's just trying to get me to calm down and I'm trying to like convey a message, but I'm screaming at him. So like, it, <laughs> you know, like it's, it's an, it's an intense moment when we can't really communicate, you know, but there's so much being said that we're not able to listen to because we're focusing on what we think is being said. And it's, it's really just like an ego thing. It's really yeah. just what you're afraid to hear. So then you're like, Oh, I knew it. And you're like, Oh, I get to be angry. And it, there's something kind of addictive about that. And then you get to be a victim and, and it's all, it's very unconscious. It's totally. very, I think like communicating clearly is so, and like a big part about community, cause we think like, Oh, communicating clearly, like I'm going to be clear. That means saying all your shit. Yeah. Yeah. The shit you're afraid to say and like word it properly, word it like with proper intentions, like a like, lot of preamble, a lot yeah, of like, can, this is, I'm not blaming you, but, and I know this might sound weird, but like, you gotta, like, you gotta say that for like, if someone <laughs> says like, oh, can you do this, 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 you know, and you're like, mm, like, I don't want to, or I'm afraid that I'm going to fuck up, then say like, my fear is that I'm going to let you down. Mm. You know, and but it comes out as like, stop putting this pressure on me. Yeah, like for sure, because of stress and anxiety. You just hold it in and then pop. Yeah, you know? yeah. I don't know if you do this, but I do this a lot. Is um, I try not to speak right away. I give myself a lot of time to think about what the person is saying and to think about what I'm gonna say mm -hmm. before I say anything at all. Like my sister always jokes that when I'm mad, I go, I turn into like dead silence like i'm a rock i'm she calls it rambo mode i don't know why but like you <laughs> i just, guess it's intimidating yeah you yeah. just can't like i i just i need to process that's a big part of it for me and like i make a me mental effort when i process to like think with love and good intention and it's, positivity it's it turns into an yeah. intellectual but defense mechanism yeah. because your your emotion is just i want to fight or i want to uh, you know yeah like, like knowing to breathe and like yeah. mm, shut your fucking mouth for a little bit you yeah, know and yeah. just like well, how, just, how do like, i actually feel about this like yeah or what do i really want to happen here even yeah. though i might feel like taking that that, you know. that brief pause before you have a reaction is so vital to mm -hmm. a lot of things that we do on a day. Like instead of acting on impulse, you might just say, even though you're feeling a certain way, you might express it completely different. But if you have that breathe moment and then you go through yeah. what, what you've been processing, it's usually going to come out way easier to the other person and it's going to be expressed way better for your end. Yeah. Then, and and you can communicate mm -hmm. that to people too. You can say like, I actually just need like a minute. Yeah. You know, or, or I'll I'll get back to you tomorrow if that's okay. It's a boundaries yeah. thing. Like, yo, I, for it's sure, tough, yeah. yeah. Or it, it can be tough. Yeah. A lot of people give me that because they realize I get flustered. It's kind of embarrassing, but like it is what it is. People are like, "Hey, man, you don't have to decide right now." I'm like, uh, <laughs> "Thank you." <laughs> but nice, but that's good. Yeah. But I, I honestly used to have that instinct because I realized I was just being emotional. But I, again, like, well, again, personally speaking, like my family, they don't have that problem. You know, they're, they're very certain. They're very quick. They're very, that, 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 let's do this right now. They're all, they know what they want. They know what they need. And I'm just there like, uh, you know, debating, weighing out, like unsure, unsure, doubt, doubt, doubt. And then they're like, bro, choose something. You know, it's like, mm. they only have so much patience. And then even though that might happen just like once, I'm sure it's more than once, but like, it's not every time I start imposing that. And now I have this voice in my head 
that is them telling me to hurry up and it becomes this like the jailer like you said yeah it, it's yeah. fucked up totally like and it, you know it's not like everyone thinks that you take your time with things i never thought that about you <laughs> you know these are just <laughs> apparently what your impatient family thinks. <laughs> no no love them <laughs> hey they're probably not listening yeah. they're fucking impatient i mean compared to me like i'm i need i don't know i can be i can be you know short you know, you know, it makes me feel better about all my faults. <laughs> Here's a tip. I take my faults and I see the quality in them because every quality is a fault and every fault is a quality. People call me bossy. Mm-mm, I'm a boss. People call me chatty. Mm-mm, I'm passionate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's even a, a, an expression in French my mom uses all the time because, like, I don't know, this, describing my brother because he's, like, he's got a really, he's really driven and it can be annoying sometimes, but he gets shit done. And my mom says, il a les qualités de ses défauts. He literally yeah. he has the vices of his virtues. Like he, that's just who he is. There's good and bad to that. You can't get, you can't escape it. Yeah. It's who you are, and and you can. It's spin. It's literally spin. And 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 we were talking about the power of language before. Like it's worth something. Yeah, You're not absolutely. just like reframing it for convenience sake. Like if something is fucking your life up, and you got to look inside and change yourself and all that fun stuff. But yeah. for the most part, you is who you is, and if you work around that or work with that then you're cultivating some kind well, of a lot of, of it is becoming aware of those things first and once you have awareness of those qualities of yourself then you can honestly look at yourself and not change but manifest and and cultivate what you got yeah you can work yeah. it you know yeah. but if you're not even aware yeah. of what you're a operating healthy pride. on a little <laughs> yeah a little healthy pride absolutely <laughs> but sometimes maybe your environment is what's toxic to your to that quality that mm-hmm. you have you mm-hmm. know and yeah. So there's all these things, but you the first takes is looking through the shit, and sometimes that shit smells, but you got to look through it all. Mm-hmm. You know. Definitely, I think like your environment too. Like if you're around people, like I said, like some people think I'm bossy, some people think I'm a boss. I it's not like I don't listen to the people that think I'm bossy. Like I I take a glance with my peripheral vision. You know, I just take a look. I'm like, okay, they think I'm bossy. I'll take note of that. Mm-hmm. But like I try to hang out with people who think. I'm a boss and it gives me confidence to do things that affirm that position. Yeah. I, there's more good than harm in that. Like you might miss the the flag, but if you're, you, you said it yourself, you know, you're, you're taking a look, but moving on. And like, if you are surrounding yourself with the people who are genuinely happy for your success and trying to uplift you, which is, you know, that second part is not even mandatory, but it's, it's fucking awesome if it's there. And if they're all saying something, you might even not notice, you might not even pick up on it right away, but eventually you'll be like, oh, they were right. You know, like I, I missed the, the, the flags on that one. Yeah. But you just, you, you, you can bounce back. It's no big deal. But that's, there's okay to get a little delay there because someone like me who's going to jump the gun and they're not even saying, throwing up the flag yet, you know, and, and then I'm putting all this pressure on myself. And, and you know, the, again, the jailer, I really like that concept. Yeah. Like, it just feels like I'm putting walls on myself. And there's so many walls already. Like life is full of, rules and limitations and and we have to navigate and this they, shit they don't promote you opening your walls that's another problem you know yeah being vulnerable is not something that's common you see day to day i mean it's starting to change now we're seeing more and more of that but that's not something that that's not asked of you it's kind of something that's pushed on the side you know don't feel this way suppress that yeah get back mm-hmm. to work you know that's it's, Im- the- it's important to be with people who like the vulnerable side of you and who urge you to be vulnerable 
wolf lab man i am so vulnerable all the time and those girls are all my best friends and um it's like so beneficial because you do believe the messages you're told over and over again you know if you 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 can't make up your mind sammy sammy make up your mind oops sorry you know you're gonna start to believe those things about yourself but if you're like oh sammy like i i like the way you really take your time to think about things he's really pensive he's really introspective you're going to start to believe those things. Tribe. Mm. And like, yeah, your, yeah. your tribe and also like what you tell yourself. Those are messages you hear all the time too. You know, if you look at yourself in the morning when you're brushing your teeth and you're like, oh, I'm a piece of shit. You know, mm. you don't even have to say it out loud. You just look at yourself and that's what you think. Those mm. are messages you're receiving and you believe those. It becomes you a believe, mantra again. Yeah, you believe what you're told. Yeah. I wanted to ask you about that because you were talking a lot about mindfulness and yeah. that sounds like that's in line with those kind of techniques. Yeah. I'd like to know like what, what kind of techniques of mindfulness you were using. <laughs> I, I was curious also like did what came first? Like did it, was it kind of born through the, the need to paint or, no. or did you need to get that and then paint? Like? I used to paint a long time ago and uh, a long time ago, not that long ago. Um, Still like a decade though. Like it's, yeah, I've been painting a long time, but I stopped. Um, and um, it was when I saw my therapist for pretty like bad anxiety and depression that we figured out that that would be my meditative tool um, and that it was also a good place for me to deposit good intentions back into myself. You know, when you're painting, you're not painting for anyone else, you're painting for you. Um, much like the podcast, like we were saying before. Uh, but for the mindfulness mm. techniques, this is so funny because I just just told the Wolf Lab girls this story and it was a hoot. But um, I, I read this in a book that uh, was prescribed to me and it really works. I wore an elastic. Well, first of all, they... Oh, this thing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, old, it's an old but good trick. It's a good trick. They asked you to first name the, uh, the negative voice. The voice that tells you, you know, you can't do it. The voice that says, don't put your paintings, you know, on Expo. Everyone's going to laugh at you. Mm. The voice that tells you, like, ugh, you know, just eat the second piece of pizza. You're fat anyway. Like, whatever. Mm. Uh, so I named mine Francine, and it was with, like, a negative connotation to somebody that I knew. Um, and it sort of um, encouraged you to name it something with a negative connotation. So, and and to talk back to those thoughts. So, you know, if you were, like... Ugh, like I'm just gonna sleep in and I'll be late to work. It doesn't matter. Nobody likes me there anyway. They're gonna be like, no, like, you know what? You looked really good yesterday. Let's try that haircut again. And, you know, we'll wear a different suit jacket and you're gonna feel great. Hmm. So after a while of, you know, talking back to um, Francine, (laughs) (laughs) it urged you to name the positive voice. So I named mine Sophia. Uh, which is what I always wanted to name it's my daughter, but name. I can't because my mom's French and it's like Sophia. <laughs> it's not good. It doesn't, it doesn't sound so good. So, uh, yeah. Um, and you're supposed to wear an elastic band. And I had one of those like old school 90s one that had like the metal prong on it. You nice. know, it's a hair elastic. Solid. And uh, every <laughs> time that you would hear Francine, you flick the elastic so that you associate the emotional pain that you're causing yourself with the physical pain that you're causing yourself. And... It's, it's called a cognitive exercise because your body literally physiologically reacts to, ooh, like, ooh, I'm not going to do that again because, you know, mm. you, you, you electrocute a hamster. It's not going to go for the cheese, you know? Yeah, yeah. So eventually 
not only did I stop through, you know, a process of like subconscious reaction to this pain, stop really saying these words about myself and these ideas, but I also started to really realize how much harm it was causing me because I could feel it physically. Mm. And uh, less and less the Francine voice was present and the Sophia voice became the dominant voice. And um, it's really like, you know, I, I, of course, Francine is still there from time to time. And like I said, you know, it's well-meaning. Yeah. It's just there to protect me. But I'm aware that as a human being, I can achieve more by mm. simply being aware of Francine instead of being in that jail, that jailer mentality and where I am um, paralyzed by my fear and my anxiety. And she's not driving the she's not riding the driving the ship anymore. It's yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. You gotta yeah, you gotta let Sophia take yeah. it a live badass life, you know? <laughs> you only get to live it once. I guess yeah. it's like you have two co pilots. They're like angel and a devil on the shoulder, sort of. Yeah. Like you're always the one That's driving. I I'm, I'm trying a plethora of fucking techniques, you know, and a lot of them are working a little bit and I'm sure I'll find something takes time. I yeah. like I like this one though. Yeah, is, when I wake up in the morning and I look at myself in the mirror, like my internal monologue is definitely a positive one. It's not a negative one. I like who I am. I had like some random dude on Instagram message me once and be like, what are your worst qualities? <laughs> and I was like, okay, first of all, who the fuck are you? <laughs> I love that. Second of all, like I was like, <laughs> I was like, none. I fucking love myself. And yeah. he's like, no, you must have like something you don't like about yourself. And I'm like, I'm not here to sit down and discuss with you, you know, things that, you know, it's like, it's like me a shitting door. on myself. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. I really like who I am. Like, like thank you're, you're, you. Have a nice day. Yeah. You're at, like, he's asking you to let Francine talk essentially. He's just like, come on, give me the, give me the shit. And it just like, give seemed, me the shit. It's like, but why was would the you, point of that? He <laughs> was flirting with me, which is, I think was even more telling about like sort of our flirt. society. Like, Ooh, like what don't you like about yourself? I'm sure he wanted to tell me different, mm. but it's a little manipulative. Was, uh, yeah, well, you know, <laughs> I love guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's <indirect>. great. <laughs> no, no, I'm joking. Um, but um, yeah, no, I, I just was very telling about how we sort of assume most people ride this wave of really disliking who they are. Mm. And that that is like... And, and, you know, maybe it was manipulative and he was going to prey on that, which also goes to show that, you know when you hate yourself, you leave yourself vulnerable to other people to do so, yeah. to pick on that, to pick up on that. Fill the void. Yeah. As, as it were. Well, it's usually people with insecurities or low self-esteem. They, they seek that type of person, the one yeah. that can manipulate them and make them feel good for their mo moments and give them that control over themselves. And I have a friend right now who's going through a very toxic relationship and it's be really, when you strip away everything, it's, it comes down to the value he has for himself and it's so low that he finds it through through more more abuse. Oh, it's know? like a mirroring. Yeah, it's like this it, is the level that I. This is the best I, I can get, or something. Or yeah, some yeah. some twisted thing like that. But it all starts about self love. What we've been talking about this whole yeah. podcast, right? It is like a total vicious cycle, right? He's seeking love from somebody who won't give it to him, so he continues to seek it. You know, yeah. mm. there was I heard a story about how they did uh, an experiment on laboratory mice or rats or whatever. Uh, in that there's like a, a distribution pattern for reward that was very telling about, you know, living nature. Uh, in that if you constantly reward a mouse with cheese every time it pushes a button, uh, and then you stop it suddenly, the mouse will let go. Oh, no more cheese. It's fine. But if you only habitually 
or if you only occasionally give the mouse cheese when it pushes the button, like say you give it to the mouse every third time it pushes the button, and then suddenly every second time, fifth time, you change the pattern and you make it inconsistent, the reward is inconsistent, the rat will have a harder time leaving the target when the food is gone. Whoa. It'll stay there 30 days, 40 <laughs> days, trying to get this cheese that's never gonna come to it because the pattern of love and reward is inconsistent. That's fucked up. Food for thought. <laughs> you just ruined gambling for everybody. <laughs> well, that's it. It's that uncertainty that makes it more... Well, that's the casino plays off that, that mechanism. Absolutely. They make the odds so close, but you, still not in your favor. <laughs> Yeah, and, and, you know, it's just, it goes to show also that, you know, if we're, like, in healthy relationships with other human beings and it's much easier to leave than, you know, if you're being manipulated manipulated and being given inconsistent attention, then you don't know when to leave because you don't know that abuse, that manipulation. Because there's moments of Does good. it exist or does it not exist? There's moments where you get the cheese and you're like, fuck yeah, there's some love here. And it's yeah. that same mechanism that, that, that those mice are going through. It is like wow. a, a strong comment about why people who are being abused stay so long because those moments that are good, that are so fleeting, they just crave it and they yeah. hope they push the button one more time, you know? It's going to come. It's going to come. Versus if they're getting that daily, then maybe they're not used to that, but it's a self-esteem issue that has to be worked through. Yeah, and that's why people say, oh, like, oh, he treats you so good. Like, why don't you care? You know, it's like it's a human nature thing. Don't realize how, like... Oh well, we take that's why we take things for granted. Mm. Wow. Humans are weird. Yeah, yeah. it's fucking weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's 8 on the dot. Do you, you said you had to go, no? Uh yeah, we can I'm we can I'm, ease I'm good if you are. Yeah. Okay, I'm sure we got a few more things to to wow, wiggle that, in. That just blew my mind. I want to meditate on this whole thing. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of interesting uh thoughts at bay here. Yeah, it's like stressing me out a little. It's like fuck, man. Like it's not as simple as like the the love you think you deserve. It's like you can be kind of tricked into like, oh no, I need this, and it's mm -hmm. like, well, it's like bad like fifty percent of the time. It's like, yeah, but what about that other fifty percent? And I don't know when it's coming, so I gotta like, I gotta double down right now. And it's like, uh. <laughs> I think that's why there's tools like therapy and psychedelics and really looking inwards, meditation, all mindfulness and all the things. These are necessities. Yeah, because our minds are operating on these programmings from fucking generations from ancestors from your whole life and unless you 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 zoom in on each one you're just you're living on autopilot yeah i mean there was a point in time where like you know we'd live to be 35 years old and there was a point in time in where we would slaughter all kinds of you know people um like we were talking about the crusades and everything how there were times that were darker i feel like as we evolve the more information that we can to sustain our physical body and our emotional body we're learning more and more about you know what it means to be peaceful as a people and peaceful within ourselves mm -hmm. you know so i always say like going to therapy is like going to the gym for your soul <laughs> yeah i nice. mean we talk about I'm it a lot jacked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah boy <laughs> Look at this love do bicep. You even, do you even lift? <laughs> do you even love yourself, bro? <laughs> it's true though. Like it, I, I still have a hard time, like integrating it. I, I hate to admit, but I mean, it's coming with time. It's and the podcast is like a little bit of a therapy for me too. Definitely. We say that. absolutely. But like my like my brother was pointing out, like we like we were saying earlier, like there's something really important about the micro. If you get lost in the macro, it's like a kind of like overwhelming minutia that's not really, uh, like serving you. But if you just you know, you think you have the weight of the world. You think you have a good reason to feel bad, but 
even in the most horrible times, a lot of it is perspective and reps, literally just daily practice, a little bit of chipping away. Next thing Mm. you go, next thing you know, you have like a a marble statue, you know, and and you're like, how did I do this? You cultivated it. Yeah. And it can be as simple as going in the mirror in the morning and just instead of catching yourself, calling your ugly piece of shit or whatever your, your internal dialogue is, just catching it and switching it. And doing that for 100 days or 30 days or 10 days is going to start the, the snowball effect and then everything else is slowly going to start changing because you're becoming aware, yeah. mm-hmm. you know? We don't have anything like that in our lives unless we force ourselves to, to and, or if we're raised like that, if we're, if we're lucky, you know, like you have, to, you have to learn it. Like if you're a farmer, you get that. You're literally cultivating shit all day. You're yeah. like, I got to do this random thing. Like you brought up the bamboo thing. Oh, you know, yes. like you have That's to water it. this ground and nothing's even showing up and you do it for years five years and then suddenly you have a fucking bamboo forest <laughs> and it's like i don't have something like that in my life i never really have you know like i just had the love of my family i didn't have to earn it i just had a body that was like relatively functional and ninja and like i didn't have i never really had to put time into anything i was like naturally good at music mm-hmm. i didn't really put time into it now i'm realizing you know like it's it's kind of sad but it's also like, you know, to each their own. Like, uh, I'm getting it now. Well, look at this. Yeah. This is episode like 26. Definitely. That's dope. <laughs> you know, and that's, you, that's what you're talking about. Already looking back and be like, whoa, where did this come from? We were 26 weeks in, man. Yeah, I think that's pretty amazing. <laughs> it's I something. think that's pretty you know? incredible. It's really And something. maybe it's going to really hit you on the head when we're at episode 100 or something like that, you know? But oh, dude. This I is told cultivation you, right now. Episode 50, we're going to fucking steak dinners bro episode 100 good cheval we're yeah. gonna get hammered i don't know what uh, something yeah, yeah definitely you should you yeah. should i mean it's a yeah. huge accomplishment and like that's the thing is like you gotta i think the key and the secret is that you've got to kind of love yourself even if you didn't have this you got to love mm. yourself no matter what your greatest relationship you're like oh i need this person fuck that you need you absolutely you're gonna die with you that's it you know you might be lucky and grow old with someone but you're gonna die with you that's the person you can't break up with yourself you can't yeah every like you're the one who has to go to sleep every night yeah you have to do what you have to do to be able to do that you know no one else can do that if one day you got sick and you couldn't do this podcast anymore you wouldn't be any less sammy you know, you have to love yourself regardless. And that love for yourself is what will propel you to keep mm-hmm. doing things like this. Yeah, I can't. I, in whatever capacity that is. The but, way the yeah. way that translates for me, the way I kind of already understand it, and maybe it's a bad thing to throw it in a box that I already own. But anyway, it's like I, knowing myself, I don't know if this applies to everybody, but I really need to be in that space first before I can do something like the podcast. You know, like I'm not going to do this and then feel validated. It doesn't work. It never has. As soon as I feel shitty, I don't play music. Mm. I don't write. I don't do like these things. I'm just that just come out of me. I feel like a muse. I feel like something can really come out. It's not there unless unless I'm already loving myself. It really it's like, you know, I think I don't even realize it often. But personally, I put the fucking carriage in front of the horse often. Mm. And it's like I got to cultivate like the space to be able to do these things because they're not they're, they're, they 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 have a value on their own sure but it's a different thing it's community it's sharing it's it's on fucking thin it's on shaky legs it could it's like you said you know you could just get sick or something you know like there's this there's this woman who was um like a professional uh skier like an mm-hmm. olympic skier and she fucking bailed so hard like on a jump that was like 
landing on a street and then like a truck ran over like crazy shit happened and she was so <laughs> fucked up dude when they talk about the surgery she did like a ted talk too yeah and like she she would stand up for a few minutes and then like go and like have a chair and then like sit down in the chair because like her she can't stand I think for I've long. Seen this dog and she had a few chairs so she, as she was speaking she would like move to the next chair and it would kind of be like a timing for her it was really interesting but she's a pilot now yeah she's like i got a new set of cards i gotta do go. this now and actually you know like alexa you know she was gonna almost be a pilot and then she started getting like air sick or whatever yeah, realized it wasn't hers and now it she's like yeah now she's doing like osteo and stuff yeah. like it's like next yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, life throws you some fucking curveballs sometimes. Yeah, you know, I, I like we all have our cross to bear. If it hasn't happened to you yet, it will. Yeah, sorry, but <laughs> sorry, not sorry. I man. Think it's important. <laughs> it's important not to identify with your craft as if your craft is you. Like yeah. it, it is a translation of what you're trying to mi- admit into the craft. But if that craft, like if you got sick and the podcast is done, like that, your identity is not over. The mm-hmm. Sammy story is just keep going. Next opportunity. I or guess whatever it everything is. has those shaky legs. Like, like we're going to die. Like everything yeah. is shaky of legs. Of course. So you know? just ride it and fucking play the Sophia voice and enjoy life. <laughs> and you know, <laughs> we, all, we all die, but I think that's almost like the romance of it. Yes. You know? Mm-hmm. What are you going to do before then? Mm-hmm. This would mm-hmm. suck if it was forever. If you really think about it, why bother doing anything if you know there was no end to it? It'd be a different set of problems for sure. <laughs> Wouldn't fix anything. <laughs> I guess it would fix death, but then... But it, you might not be as urgent to do a craft or whatever it is because you know the time is infinite yeah i don't know Mm. how that would really affect purpose i think that that is really what do you live for when you live forever but maybe it's the same thing like like what you just said like i don't know uh, what's that guy um the the book of five rings miyamoto musashi oh yes so he says like you know the way deeply and you'll know it in all things you know so maybe there's this personalization of of art or whatever expressing yourself and being okay with yourself not being able to express yourself in the way that you're used to all these things you know in a in a similar vein people say the way you do one thing is the way you do all things mm-hmm. if that's true then that means it's because you are who you are and the things you're doing all the time the soul soul <laughs> <laughs> anyway that was nice that on was that really note lovely. yeah, yeah. That was super Thank, cool yeah i really enjoyed Thank that you for coming. Thank that you was, so much.